Alright, we are live. What's up, beautiful? We're not ready to talk. We didn't have any questions. Delete this. But that's what we don't do, though. We don't... We, we just go. We just... What do you mean we questions? Okay. Are we not prepared? not ready. No! Yes, we are. We're fine. We're ready. And also, this audio is too good to delete now. We have to keep it. Okay. Okay, here we go. Hey, baby. How you doing? We are good. Sorry we haven't been on here for a while. It's been, what, like two months? Yeah. Since we started this, we did like three right out the gate, and then we disappeared. <clears throat> and so, yeah. go figure. I wanted to be like consistent with this every week. We were like, we're going to do this every week. And then here we are, and we ghost everybody, whoever's listening. Yeah. We ghost everybody <laughs> for two months. <laughs> it's all right. But, um, I mean, y'all, y'all who have a young... F- who's out there who has young family like you know consistency is not a definition that we live by right now so yeah here we are here we are what are our plans for podcasting through the holidays and into the new years um do the best that we can through the holidays i would love i mean we talked about this the other day i would love to podcast every week at least one um maybe one every week every maybe one every two weeks at worst but, um, yeah, for those of you that don't know, we consider this a date time. We tell our kids not to interrupt us. <laughs> and then yeah. we go in a room and shut the door. Yeah. <laughs> and we have deep conversations where we're looking at each other in, in each other's eyes. And we share one mic. So we have to be almost nose to nose so that you guys can hear us. Um, but it's actually a really intimate time for us. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, guys, if you're listening, start a podcast with your wife. Yeah, and then ask deep questions and just have a conversation for 30, 45 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, but on a real note, this is, I do want to be consistent with this because I do enjoy talking to you. I enjoy hearing your stories and then you asking me questions and I know you're listening and like we're just really plugged into each other. Hmm. So, um, but also I feel like we have stories to share. Sure. Um, So that's kind of fun. Yeah. We've got a fun story to share with everybody today, don't we? Yeah. So yeah. let's give them an overview of what we're going to maybe mention or talk about a little bit. Um, so my thought was sharing kind of where we're at with our son. He is, so we have, if you don't know, um, we've got three kids. We have an eight-year-old and we have six-year-old twins, boy-girl twins. And so um, my twin boy, he's, like I said, six. Um, he is... To describe him in a nutshell is my replica, my mini-me. He's very strong-willed. He's type A. He has an opinion. Um, no BS, I think, would would definitely classify him in mm-hmm. that box. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's also wild. He has a lot of energy. He could climb a wall without any handles. Um, I mean, he's a full-tail boy. He loves everything with an yeah. engine or a motor. Uh, he just wants to be outdoors and do outdoors guys stuff and he wants mm-hmm. to fish and when he tells yeah. us his fishing stories he exaggerate like he exaggerates like every good fisherman and you know uh, he's you joke just, you joke that God gave him a double dose of boy and I believe he did um, fully I believe he when did. we describe him so that's pretty yeah accurate. and he's he's gonna be an amazing leader one day I mean he has got the uh, if he wants to be you know he's got the raw ingredients though um, God has certainly blessed him with that that uh that he can he's gonna he's gonna be influencing people and he's gonna be leading and our hope is that you know through god's wisdom and um 
you know, we can coach him up in the right way, give him the tools to harness some of that, you know, intensity that he has and, and harness that for the good and for the kingdom and kind of channel that into healthy directions. But that's for the future. For the present the right now, he's well, giving us a run. We, he's how giving are we us doing? a run. Yeah. yeah, he's giving us a run for our money. Yeah, well, right now. <laughs> and I mean, like, and that kind of draws us into what we wanted to share. Um, like, you know, how are you harnessing and raising up uh, kids? Uh, and for the sake of this particular podcast, young, you know, young boys, into be leaders. Like, how are we instilling those traits and? Things like integrity, you know, we had a struggle with integrity recently that we've yeah. been walking well, through with him and he's, you know, uh, steal, he's started to, to steal some things. And I'm going to pause you, pause, um, politely pause, <laughs> um, disclaimer, we don't know, like we don't have this figured out. We are, we are kind of going with the flow and we're parents of, of young big kids. I mean, they're not four, but yeah. they're not eight and six. Yeah. So. But they're not 10 either. Um, so I, I would classify us as kind of in the middle. We're navigating this season of um, they're coming into being big kids. So like giving them a little bit more room to figure stuff out on their own, but still be able to um, disciple them and parent them under our roof. And so we're just navigating those waters right now and figuring out what works best for us. But also we're the kind of parents that seek wisdom from older couples from our community and so we've plugged into a couple of different um, couple of different things over the last couple of years that have helped us kind of hone in what we believe and what we value with our family um, and so that's kind of the backstory of where we've pieced together some things to kind of fit what our kids need right now. So like, like I said, we don't have it figured out necessarily. Um, but I, I do hope that m maybe with this podcast, if you're listening and you're, you can relate to our story or something, um, that's going on within your family that maybe it sparks a healthy conversation in your family or gives you some new ideas, um, or any, or if anything, it makes you feel like you're not alone. <laughs> yeah. Um, cause yeah. Yeah. You're not, you're definitely not alone. Um, so yeah. Okay. So back to, um, the situation. Well, and you know, what I was, uh, sharing was just, you know, you, you mentioned that, you know, we are, we're figuring this out as we go. And, uh, I think you can take everything we say with that kind of thought in mind. Uh, but the one thing that we know and the one thing that probably all parents know um, is that like you want to raise up your kids to have, you know, uh, the opportunities that they want in life and to have good opportunities. You know, we can't we can't choose whether or not they uh, step into those things or take advantage of them. Um, but I think it's safe to say that you want um, your kids to have opportunities to to do whatever they want to do and uh, to be special in their own way. And, you know, a part of that for us and I guess anyone is instilling some of those, you know, kind of basic like character traits and things that we really value in our family, like integrity and uh, mm -hmm. not, not cheating, not lying. And yeah. those sort I of mean, things. In, in that, in that, um, wanting them to have opportunities, I want them to do right by their peers around them in that process. And well, so, and I think that that's how they get those opportunities though, yeah. is that like they yeah, learn, yeah. they learn how to function in society. And that's where I was alluding to is like, 
you're trying to equip them with the tools to function with people and and to make healthy decisions and to think and process through and be a problem solver uh, in the midst of trial and adversity or peer pressure um, and you know and you know social media challenges or temptations and this that the other like you're we're trying to equip them with the tools to make healthy decisions and good decisions which is very overwhelming when you're dealing with a six-year-old and you're like how do I communicate this well so that their mind can wrap around the concept and they can take it forward with them in their decisions mm-hmm. um, so it's it makes it a little bit more complicated than just like me and you having a well, conversation right here about it like sure it sounds great here but it is it is much harder to yeah you know do that with and a six-year-old yeah I mean it's probably hard at hard at every stage and so but I what what we've recognized is as Dax and our kids all of them have really hit that what would you say four to five range like that was a transitional year for us I mean we hit yeah. when they hit five o'clock or five o'clock five years old there was a noticeable feeling within us that was like, oh, wait, things yeah. are different now. Like, <laughs> when they were fully potty trained, it was like, holy smokes, we rounded a corner. Yep. <laughs> no um, one's in, no one's in pull-ups yeah, anymore. And, and like that five-year-old moment was like a potty training moment where it was like, wait, hold up. Like yeah. things are now different. Yeah. And the ways in which we talk to them uh, are different now. Yeah. And, and like they're... Because, you know, when they're babies, it's we're kind of just in police mode. You're in, like, caretaker and police mode. Like, hey, you know, you're, tra- you're telling them and showing them don't hit and don't fight and don't bite and, like, those types of things. Yeah. And we're transitioning to the season of, like, well, now they're fully capable of understanding uh, certain things, most things. But, like, they know what's right and what's wrong. They have a central kind of conscience that helps them understand right and wrong. And we're trying to, mm-hmm. you know, tap into that and and help them help them process that and use words and communicate in a way in which they can do that. Yeah. Okay, so what was the situation that Oh, are we ready and, now? Well, okay, let me <laughs> Oh, yeah, wait, we're, let's oh, no, back, no, we're not let's ready. Back up. No. Yeah. For, fourth try. Okay, nope, so, not ready. <laughs> there, this is a big nut to crack. Like I we got to cover all the corners I mean, first before I mean, we get to the middle. You are you were okay. like growing like but the airplane also, is on the way up right now. Just so Colton's parenting style, I'm giving you perspective. So when I'm going to tell you where he comes from, where I come from, and then the situation that we're dealing with Dax and how we handled it together is kind of the overview of what what we're about to get into. And so, why don't you will you tell your parenting style first? Okay, so for me, I am, and maybe like, maybe like clarify like your strengths and weaknesses as a parent okay. versus like parenting style rather than like stereotyping you into just one bucket. Like maybe like well, talk through like okay. just what parenting is like for you. So if I'm being super honest, I'm not a huge like nurturing mama. I mean, I, I hug them and I give them kisses and I praise them, but I'm not a, I wasn't the type of mom that was holding them 24 seven. Um, I would say that I am a little bit firmer with rules and respect and um, responsibility is kind of my bend in parenting. And so... Hard bend. Hard, yeah, hard bend, okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, so it's, um, I see the positives and the negatives in that bend. 
and I struggle with them some on hard days, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I've seen the fruit from that, mm-hmm. but I've also seen on the hard days, I can see the damage it can do. Mm-hmm. And so, but that's a conversation for another day. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I, I sometimes jokingly say I'm a little bit more of a dictator. It's kind of my way or the highway. And it, from my personality, I have to really slow myself down to see their side or to um, see the whole picture before I my like I just allow myself to quickly jump in and get it done and move us forward without addressing the mm-hmm. root. And so that that's the kind of the um, yeah mm. that's the good segue into the situation. But I'll let you say where kind of you're at. I didn't touch my weaknesses necessarily you're, or my strengths, but I felt like that was a good overview. Yeah. I mean, I think so, I think you you think you did great. Um, I push back on your nurturing statement. Your nurture. I know what you meant in that maybe like I'm not the one that's like I'm not the one that's like you're like tough love and firm yeah and I'm not the one that's gonna sit on the couch for three hours and like snuggle I'll do it for maybe 30 minutes but then I'm like okay what you're you're just nurturing in your own way and that doesn't that doesn't may not fit like when you hear the word nurturing it may not fit like that stereotype but like you are nurturing in your own way so I wanted to compliment you in that way and like not let that I feel like the norm is you've got like culture can um like label mamas of as like soft or mm. um slow gentle and peaceful and, I, peaceful and, just all this, and like yeah. ebbing with the yeah. flow and that's yeah. like pretty much the complete opposite of me <laughs> well and that you know what that's a great podcast um, conversation so. for a future date is how like you don't necessarily play into that stereotype and there's a lot of moms out there who yeah. feel like they're failing if they don't play into that stereo- stereotype of yeah, just I, this like peaceful everything's fine yeah i struggle with it you know yeah, yeah. Uh, on sometimes not all the time i've come into explaining <clears throat> how god has made me but anyway okay yep you love it um i am my goodness I am not as firm as Jessica, um, and the way I would say that is is I have to remind myself to be diligent and hold them accountable in the small things, not just the big things. Um, that those small things really matter, and that um, you know I've got to be diligent to uh, to hold the line in those moments. But I but when I do, and I do. Um, when I do have to hold the line, I've got a gentler approach. Um, or, and that's not compared to Jessica necessarily, but just in general, like I want to, I want to learn a little more. I want to hear things, that sort of thing. You're good about asking questions and listening, trying to listen, trying to ask questions and understand kind of the why behind what just happened. Um, but I would also say that, um, I I can have a temper and like, I can lose that. It doesn't usually takes a long fuse, but I can yeah, lose that temper usually, and then I can yeah. get loud. You're usually really patient, but yeah. once you get there, it's hard for me it's to like come. It's like a long fuse, yeah. but once you and get there, and then it's a big bang. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, which can be like I'm a big guy. Like that can be scary to the family and the kids and that sort of thing. And so I work really diligently to make sure that my volume stays low. I try not to raise my voice to the kids to the best of my ability. I still do it maybe a time or two a week or something like that. Or I'm starting to feel even more inclined that like sometimes I'm having to raise my voice just to get the attention. Um, yeah, to get them to loud. stop because it's sometimes so loud, but like making sure and trying to control my volume is important to me 
in that conversation. Um, but the but but big things really matter to me. Um, how as we're pertaining to boys and our son today, like how we treat girls. And there's been many occasions and conversations where you know you and I've talked and I've shared like. No, like if he touches his sisters, there is a major consequence in store for him. Like there's yeah. a big problem coming. Um, yeah, so like because fighting, he's fighting not gonna, girls is like un- yeah, non-negotiable, yeah. unacceptable. Or like ha- hands on a woman is just not like like he's gonna he's gonna have a harsh and swift consequence for that. Disrespect in his mom. Um, you know, disrespecting really anybody. Um, you know, and so so those funny. Are, and side, one of these is also stealing. Side side tangent. Funny story. Um, so for me, I value the small things. So like picking up after yourself, um, putting your dish away, not leaving your clothes on the floor, you know, all those little small things. Um, so the funny story, <laughs> um, Dax, I value our kids holding the door open for people and we're really working on that. Um, whether the person behind us needs help to hold the door or it's just a courteous hold the door. What's for your sister uh, or you yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And so one time Dax, um, he was ahead of everybody and I was trying to get his attention. Dax, Dax, hold the door. <laughs> Dax, hold the door. And I was trying to catch him in the 15 seconds before he got to the door. <laughs> and then he just completely blew past me and ignored it. And so I had a good conversation with him about how next time that's not going to happen you will hold the door open and so on our way out of the store he he, um was first out the door he saw the door stand the door kickstand at the bottom kicked it open and left the door open (laughs) for the 10 and kept walking (laughs) and left the door open for everybody so like the little stinker like like, that's him in a nutshell that's how smart he is he like okay yeah i'll hold the door i'll like leave it open for everybody but i'm not going to stand here and wait so i'm just going (laughs) to kick the door stand Hold it open mm-hmm. that way and go about my business. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, funny. It was awesome. like I looked at Colton when that happened. And we just burst out laughing. Like really, <laughs> like yep. Ah, yep. not not the point. But okay. yep. anyway, yep. so back to what happened with Dax. Are we ready now? We're ready. Okay. All right. Here we go. Uh, okay. So you know we've been talking about you know valuing character, valuing things like integrity, not stealing. Um, those things being really, really important to us. And we've had a recent stint of like stealing with Dax and, and Sadie a little bit, but, um, but with Dax, he has felt the, the need to take the things that he wants without asking. And we've seen that with toys and we've seen that with food and some other things. And so, um, so when, so this whole kind of story starts off, we were headed to um, our cousin's house who's got like this Hallmark, Hallmark, excuse me, Hallmark style neighborhood that's just perfect for Halloween and trick-or-treating and that sort of thing. And everybody in the neighborhood gets really into it and that sort of thing. It's really fun. And we were headed there and uh, spent some time with them Halloween night. And we do, I guess folks call it the switch witch where we trade, you know, the bags of candy for a toy. Um, so they give us the bags of candy and then we'll take them, pick up a five dollar toy or whatever that is. So they're not hammering candy for, you know, a week and a half, two weeks straight and getting sick and all that stuff. And so, um, that night afterwards, you know, had a great night. It was running, you know, we ran late, but we had fun. Everything was great. And, um, we were tucking the, we were, I was tucking Dax in. I was. Tucking him into bed. Tucking him into bed. 
And, you know, I saw him kind of shuffle his hands a little bit. And sure enough, uh, he had some toys in his hands. And I made him show me. I said, what is this? What is this? You know, show it to me. Tell me about it. And he was kind of being, he was hiding it. And he shared with me uh, that they were toys. And that um, he saw them at his cousin's house, uh, who his his cousin is about the same age, a little younger. And he wanted them. And he, he took them. And I asked, well, did you have permission to take those? Did, you know, uh, your cousin say that you could do that? Yes or no? And he said no. And um, I said, okay, so you you stole or, you know, that sort of thing. And he said, uh, yeah, I guess so. I said, okay, well, give me the toys, and I'm going to talk to your mom, and we're going to talk through what this means. But you know you can't do that, yada, yada, yada. And so talked with Jess, and we both agreed, hey, the consequence for this the next day was going to be the loss of... Um, the loss of his toy. So instead of trading candy for a toy, he was just going to get his candy taken away and he wasn't going to be able to get a toy. So, um, so later that afternoon, pausing and missing anything prelude to the story. I mean, it, it was a lot harder. Um, the conversation, like hearing you repeat the story sounds a lot well, calmer, but like, didn't Dax have like a massive meltdown? It no, was... we're we're about to go there. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're about to go there. So when uh, so later that day, um, you know, I sat him down and I delivered the news, and you know, we talked through stealing, how it's you know not right, and you know what does God want us to do with our hands, and you know all the things, and we talked through, and you know, as soon as I said at the end of the conversation, because um, I usually always try to like tell the lesson or talk to about the lesson first before you deliver the consequence. Because as soon as that de- consequence is delivered, he's out, and he's worried about that. Um, but so, get to the end of the conversation. Mentioned, hey man, we're taking away your toy, and you've lost your candy. And so, you know, that's uh, for stealing. That's what we. That's the consequence. And you're gonna write Cole a apology letter. And you're gonna send that uh, send that to him with his Legos back, and you're gonna return what you took. And he absolutely lost his he lost, marbles. Yeah, he lost his ever loving mind. Yeah, I mean, he went to level thirteen, screaming, fighting, you know, freaking out, you know, all the things. And so we did what we usually do in the midst of that is like, hey man, you can you can be loud in your room, but you're not gonna be loud out here with us. And so we went in his room, and he continued to yell. You know, probably about an hour later, we eventually he eventually started to calm down and settle into the fact that, you know, okay, the the toy is is gone, and so and the candy's gone, and the candy's gone, and you know, and so he was obviously still riled up and you know pretty hot, but he had calmed down to the point in which he could like rejoin us, and so Jessica and the girls had gymnastics later that evening, and so we went ahead and sent them off uh, to gymnastics. And I told Jess, I was like, "Hey, he and I are just gonna hang back because we're not gonna ruin y'all's night, and you know we're not gonna make this a treat that he's home with daddy. We're not gonna go shoot our bows or go fishing or go you know fart around somewhere or have fun. But we uh, we're gonna sit and talk about this. We're gonna more. sit. We're gonna talk a little more, and we're just gonna give him some space and some time to kind of slow down a little bit, just because he needed it after." The big meltdown and, and everything. It probably would have been a nightmare at gymnastics anyway. So. He would have been tough for sure. And he would have taken away from the girls. And yeah. we try to protect the girls from losing out because of... Uh, attitudes. If attitudes. Or, and really, it's not just the girls. It's, it's everybody. Like, yeah, we try everybody. to protect each... We try to protect the other two kids from one kid's poor attitude or explosive moment or something like that. Yeah. We try not to, you know, penalize the, everybody. Um... 
And so that evening, I'm working in the garage, and uh, Dax comes in after his bath, and he holds up a package of gummies and says, hey, Dad, can I have these? And I say, no, sir. You know, uh, gummies are something special, and we're not uh, going to have something special, you know, today after, you know, uh, stealing and what just happened. Like, that's not a reward. Um, and you, I just took away all of your candy. So, you know, the answer is no to gummies. And so, um, and he just said, okay, dad. And he went back into the house and he, uh, you know, I kind of didn't think anything of it. And about 60 seconds to a minute and a half later, I was like, wait a second. That's probably not good that he's alone in that house. I might need to go check, see what that little stinker's doing. So I went in there and, um, and I asked him, I said, Dax, did you do what I asked you to do? Did you throw away the candies? And he said, yep. And I was like, okay, so if I go look at the trash can, they're there, right? And he goes, yep. And he walked me over the trash can and he proudly lifted the lid and he proudly showed me and pointed, see, see, and I picked them up and he goes, they're not open. I didn't open them. I was like, well, okay, good job. Thank you for doing what I asked you to do. Toss the candies back in the trash can. And next thing he said was, okay, I'll be right back. And he like sprinted to his room, (laughs) sprinted and shut his door really quickly. And which is like super not normal. Like that's not like something that's going down. So I, uh, you know, parenting, you know, radar on, uh, walked over to his door and, and like, put honestly, my ear against his door. Pause this. Had I been home, like this would have been a mess because I would have been furious. So like, I think God's grace over our <laughs> home was that you were handling <laughs> this, this whole thing and that <laughs> you sent me away. Well, yeah. Anyway, okay, I mean, back to the story. Yeah. And uh, so I put my ear against the door. And uh, I hear just like some ruffling around in the in his closet and all that stuff, and just like weird weird noises. And then he opens the door, and he's like obviously caught way off guard, big eyes, like oh oh. Oops. And I was like, oh, what were you doing? And we get to the root of it, and sure enough, eventually after a little some coercing, he admits that he stole a second pack of gummies that he had hid those in his room and that he was hiding them and he was snacking on them already he had already opened them and uh so the little stinker was smart enough to put a bait bag in the trash can to because he did what i asked him to do and he knew that i was going to ask about it and And sure enough that they don't tell you when you have kids like they are smarter than you think they are sharp as attack they are they are way smarter than you think yeah and the stinker had hid or put that, put some candy in the trash can, knowing I was going to ask about it. And then he turned around and stole some, stole a second bag, and put it in his room and stashed it away for later on. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he could he could tell I was like super disappointed. And honestly, like I was genuinely heartbroken in the moment. I was like, dude, we like we just talked about stealing. Like we yeah. like we had a conversation six hours ago about stealing, and here you are, you did it again. Like I was yeah. genuinely like super heartbroken um and isn't it i mean i got quiet it's interesting too because like i'm hearing you say like replay this story and i'm thinking about um remember when pastor john told us about that book um what was it the parenting book um good I don't remember. Anyway, the point, I'll remember we'll, we'll it later. We'll put in the yeah. link in the comments. Um, but it talks about asking God for your kids to make these mistakes under your roof mm-hmm. so that you can address them. So it's interesting yeah. hearing you like replay this this story and like me honestly being thankful that it happened boom, boom, boom. 
Mm. So it can be such a lesson learned, a heavy hitter almost, that you can't forget it. Yeah. Um, And to be thankful that Mm -hmm. um, God gave us the opportunity in DAX in these small moments to address it. Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, I, I'll remember that book title here in a while. It was a really good one. Yeah. So, but our yeah, our pastor recommended it. But that's great. So yeah, di- being you were disappointed. Yeah, and in the midst of that, I was not thanking Jesus for oh, thank you for blessing us yeah. with this and, additional conversation. Yeah, <laughs> I was not no, you that were, at all. you're texting me like you like, won't believe what just happened. Well, that was like Can after you, like- I started to chill out a little bit. <laughs> like I just had this overwhelming sense. I wasn't even mad at the kid. I was heartbroken. I was like dude i was just so sad and i and he could tell because i got quiet and i said come here we need to talk and that's almost worse than anger is disappointment I, well like, i sat him on the couch and i was just quiet for a minute and i was just looking at him and he wasn't freaking out yet like he was with me he was present fully in the conversation in the moment and i just, just started asking him and talking to him i was like dude what like what why yeah what happened we just talked about this dax like we just talked about this but i gave him the normal like you know we can't still what does god want you to do with your hands that hurts people and how would you feel if um if daddy took something from you or if your friends took things from you or like you know I, i gave him kind of the normal kind of parenting spiel that we would have on on that and and then you know i gave i said man you've got to have an escalated consequence um in in that moment i was like and you know i'm sorry but like you're gonna lose your tv tonight you're gonna lose all of your toys in your room and like i had a i had a jessica moment where i was just like every everything's gone everything's gone (laughs) like you are now under house arrest fully uh and i was like because i need i need you to understand this you know and we got to get this message through yeah but, uh, and so, you know, he got the escalate consequence, he got stuff taken away, and he lost his TV for the night. And that was really hard. It was hard for me to do. And honestly, it was just, it was like, there was a part of me that when this happened, my emotion, my emotional knee-jerk reaction was like, oh no, I don't want to have to do this. Like, I don't want to have to do all these things to him tonight. Because it, one, like, it's it's not fun to do. It's not like, doesn't, it's not fun, um, you know, extending consequences to your kids. Yeah, it's draining, if anything. And then the the aftermath of that, just that, you know, I don't, I don't. Some kids rebound faster than others, I guess, or something like that. But like, um, just knowing that, like, I was gonna have to sit here and for the next, you know, three hours before bedtime, keep him off his computer or keep him off his, keep him off the TV and keep him, uh, like Away from he toys. has no toys. Yeah. And like, that means I've got three hours worth of so, work yeah, that night like, that I had not previously prepared for mentally yeah. at all. Yeah. And, and so to it's, like, it's like as terrible as it sounds when you punish him, it's almost like you're punishing yourself at the same time. Like you're, yeah. you're in it with them. And you know, it's, it's so Which, funny. Like, it's so funny to say things like, do I do anything for my kids and I would like take a bullet for them and I would do this and I'd, I'd sacrifice that. And I would, you know, work hard jobs with long hours or away from family just to, you know, to, to take care of them and all these things. Right. But man, in the midst of like, Oh no, like I'm about to lose an evening that after a long, hard day at work, all the things, yada, yada, it was like, no, we're about to lose an evening and standing in the gap in that moment. I think it's in those little moments that really is where, the greatest sacrifice can be made and the greatest opportunity I think for you know influencing your kids and helping elicit change can be made is in those moments. 
And but man, it's stinking hard. It's stinking yeah. hard. Like but, for I you, mean, when when like you've all you want to do is get school done and be on time and be on schedule and kind of keep yeah, the house early. And I gotta get I gotta get yeah. to you know cooking dinner or this it's or that or the other. And then now all of a sudden, like you have to break away for an hour or longer sometimes to like to execute and deliver this thing that is going to teach your kid yeah. something that is really critical and really important. Yeah. Like it's so hard but to it seems, do that. But it seems disruptive. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but really, it's, but really, and, and it's the, the most valuable thing we could yes. do. Like at yeah, that point, when you zoom out, dinner yes. doesn't matter. My night, my, my slow night doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. School doesn't matter. Yeah. It's like, no, like they need to get this lesson yeah. right now. And man, I just want to encourage you parents that if you are happening to listen in, like, whew, that is hard. That is hard, and I don't always get it right. We don't but always get it right. The moral, but, like, but the moral of the story is because you're about to get into it. Like it's worth it. He's he's about to share the part of the story that was the most fruitful from this situation, and it was, yes, in in all the ways, it was exhausting and draining for you. But after you share it, and then you know processing it 24 hours after, you were like, whoa! I just like it was a breakthrough uprooted. moment with him. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was a I just moment. uprooted for both of us actually a huge thing that we need mm-hmm. to address with him. It's not just about the high level. We don't steal because it's wrong. Right. Yeah. And so anyway, so yeah, and so you know, I I literally um, get him in his room afterwards, and he's freaking out and he's yelling and he's saying things like. Dad, you're the worst dad ever. Dad, I hate you. Like, he's just, like, laying it on. And I'm just like, it's okay, buddy. I love you. I love you no matter what. I can take it. I'm big enough. What do you, you know, say what you got to say. I love you. Everything's, you know, like, trying to just, you know, there. Like in the midst of that, we were dealing with the bigger, the bigger problem, not the, not the small problems of him saying those things. That's not a normal thing to do. He was just trying to hurt me back. Mm-hmm. Um, he got hurt, so he's trying to hurt me back. And, you know, trying to be, you know, let that kind of roll off my back nice and easy but I pulled up a chair and I, I just sat down in front of his room and just kind of gave him some space to say what he needed to say and to kind of let some things out and you know I kept re-encouraging him like hey I, I can't talk to you unless you're talking to me like I can't if you're being loud I can't hear you if you're being you know if you're if you're screaming at me I'm not going to listen I can't understand you and so but eventually he started slowing down and I mean he he yelled for a long while first, but he eventually started slowing down and he eventually started using his words, as we say, and like communicating. And, you know, he started saying, um, and I, he started saying things like, dad, I just, sometimes my, I feel like I have to have something and my heart says, um, that I can wait or that I don't need it. And then my head says to take it. And, and he, he started talking about, and like, we don't use that. We don't describe things in that way necessarily head and heart very often, but like he, in his words was talking about just the struggle of for him in that moment, it was like right from wrong, but still temptation and still wanting and wanting, wanting what he wants and having this overwhelming feeling of what he wants versus what he knows is true and right and appropriate. So like self and flesh versus Uh, right and wrong. Big time. Like he was, he started communicating. Yeah. And he started sharing that like, well, dad, you and mom always tell me like when I want a toy or I want something, you always tell me no, or you tell me that, I can't have it until Christmas or my birthday. And that feels like a really, really long time away. So he was touching on fear and scarcity. And scarcity, like a, a scarcity mindset of, 
um, well, like I want this thing and, and just patience. Like, you know, he's a six year old, right? He's not expected to have a big patience bucket right now, but like just the idea that like he wants this thing, he's struggling with taking it himself or taking matters into his own hands inside. He's not like, you know, trusting us or trusting God that it'll happen when it's supposed to happen or when it's right. He's just being a kid and he wants what he wants and, and he, he wants to take it. And, and to his credit, like he's, he's like, he's going after what he wants. Like he's taking it, you know, yeah, um, right he's not way. doing it the right way, but to his credit, like he's making stuff happen. Um, but he started talking about all these high that, level things, but we'll, that... well, like the idea and, and I was just sitting and listening to him and like, I don't know what it was just like total piece of the Holy Spirit. Uh, yeah, the Holy that Spirit was coming totally, over me that evening. Totally was in the that hallway. gave me that gave me the patience wick that I needed to get through that and not get to a blow up. But like I don't I was sitting and just listening to what he was saying and I was trying to just let him talk and and process the things that he was saying and and as he was saying things like hey, like when I want a toy, I, I ask you, you say no or I have to wait till my birthday and Christmas, which you know, or that's what you say. Which to him, I like it does feel like forever. I mean, remember when you were a kid and you wanted, like, you were ready for Christmas or summer break to get out for the summer yeah. for school. It literally felt like it took forever to get there. Yeah. And so I was like, dude, like, I understand that. That makes a lot of sense to me. Like that, yeah. like, it was this moment where I was like, oh my gosh, wait a second. Like, he has he has big emotions and big feelings. Like mm -hmm. he has. It was the first, like. Uh, is intellectual the word? It was like the first intellectual conversation that maybe I've had with him. Like, yeah. and maybe that sounds weird, but it's like, you know. But I think it, it, from it almost up until like four or five, it's all just kind of like, you know, basic necessity. Yeah. Don't lie, don't cheat, don't steal. You yeah. know, blah, 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 blah. Like, like it's just it's like basic like stuff. Don't hit. You. Here's why we don't hit and all that stuff. But it's I've never gone that deep heard with him, him express such deep emotions yeah, like you you like recognize deep. the anger or the lashing out or maybe some frustration or sadness or when they cry or whatever like you see those emotions in them as kids and all throughout right but but at five he was expressing different components of things like fear and scarcity like deeper emotions yeah. and deeper feelings than just like you know my sister took my you know, whatever toy. And now I'm angry. So I'm hitting or I'm yeah. sad and I'm crying. Yeah. Like it was just so much more yeah. depth of feeling that he was started expressing. And it absolutely like blew your mind, blew my mind. I, and, and honestly, he was right. Like, you know, in, in what he was saying, not what he had done up until that point, you know, that's behind us. But like he was expressing, Hey, like I feel he didn't have the words for it, but I feel like that sense of scarcity and I'm tempted. And I'm tempted. And then I feel like I have no way to get the things I want. Yeah. And I understand that for him, that was really frustrating. And yeah. so I started telling him, I said, Dax, look, dude, like daddy can help you get the things you want. Yeah. And, and, and first I said, you know what? You're right. That I, I can, I fully understand how long it's, it feels like it takes for you to get the things you want. And if, if mommy and daddy are always just telling you no, cause he asked for a toy like every two days. And he feels like all he's getting is nose, 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 and then never, you know, Christmas, birthday. And then he just feels like... It's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, I, you know, lost my train of thought. Yeah. Um, I started just having this conversation with him, uh, picking, his, picking his brain, letting him talk, validating that he was right in some way. Well, 
But I started asking him more about uh, and telling him more about like, hey, dad can help you get the things you want. And like, if you if you tell me like that you want something like we can set up a list of chores and we can find ways for you to make a few dollars and then you can go help the neighbors and that sort of thing. And you can start getting the money to get the things you want. And daddy will help you do that and create a process for that. If that is going to be helpful for you right that right now in the situation. So I pulled up on my phone, those Legos and I showed him like how much they, they cost. You know, I pulled up what he basically had took and I was like, look, Dax, this was only going to cost you $5 if, if you had just bought them. So like you could have come to me and said, daddy, I really want these things. What can I do to buy them or earn them? Um, but to be able to show him like, Hey dude, it's only it, these things Like you could buy this little kit for five bucks. You could get what you wanted. And, uh, do you know how long it would take you to earn $5 Dax? And he, he was like a day or two. And I was like, yeah, that's probably right. Like if you did five things that took you 10 minutes, I'd give you $5, you know? And you could do that over the course of a couple of days and you could do it. And so, and he started talking about, well, you know, my friend Connor and has this toy that I really want also. And he's, and I've been at his house and I've felt like I wanted to steal it, but I haven't yet. And I was like, well, that's really good. Thank you for telling me. And if you ever are in a situation where you feel like you want to steal something, like you can come to me, talk to me about it, and I will help you find a way to get what you want rather than stealing it. And so I pulled up, you know, on my phone in that moment, I pulled up on my phone and I was like, tell me about the toy. He described it. I did some Google searching and some exploration and eventually found a little kit with the, that the toy came in. I said, okay, Dax, like this toy is $20. So if you want this toy, you're going to have to earn $20. That's going to be hard and that's going to take you a little while. Are you prepared to work hard for something and to, to save your money and to get what you want? And he said yes, and that he'd like to do that. And I said, okay, we'll go get a pen and paper. And we sat down on the couch um, and, you know, TV off, like he had lost the TV. So everything was like shut down. And he and I just, he, he literally sat in my lap on the recliner. And I said, okay, tell me, I need you to list 20 things that you're going to do to earn $1 each. And so we just sat there and I coached him through it. But we talked about, you know, we're going to take the trash out um, or, or bring back up three trash cans. We'll earn him a dollar. So like our main trash bin, our recycling trash bin, and then one of the neighbors return theirs to them. And that'll earn you a dollar, you know, stuff like that. And just little, little things, but they needed to be, you know, the, the prerequisites was like, Hey, it needs to take you about 10 minutes. It um, needs to be stretched over. You can't do like more than like three a day. You can't earn more than $3 a day. Cause I wanted him to feel the, the time patience, yeah. and like I want I didn't want him to knock it out in two days and be like oh got it and, yeah. and then it blow past him and sure enough um you know we built that list together I gave him the say in what he was going to do and he you know for instance he at first he was saying no he didn't want to pick up the dog poop in the backyard to earn money I said okay that's fine but you need to find something else then and then as we got to the end of the conversation he was he was like well we only need one more and he goes well I'll just pick up the dog poop that's fine and he, he came around to it but like he had a say in the things that he was going to do and um and it was just it ended up and he owned like he was owning this list because he built it and so like yeah. he had his sense of ownership was actually pretty pretty, pretty high. good instead yeah. of you telling him what to do i mean he 
he it it almost like started the first layer of responsibility yeah. in him with it, which yeah. is kind of interesting. And you know, part of that list was talking to the neighbors and helping the neighbors with something that they needed help with, and that we would you know we would pay them for the neighbors, but he needed to go and offer and extend a helping hand to the neighbors and stuff like that. And so, but it ended up long story short, it ended up just being a really beautiful conversation with Dax and I. And it was a conversation. It was and, one of the first, like, real, true, like, you know, not a, you know, kid conversation we've ever had. He expressed these deep emotions of scarcity, feeling temptation, fear. you know, being fearful. Yeah. And and by God's just divine kind of workings that night, like, I had, I had the patience to sit and listen. And that's when I started texting you and I was talking, I was like, oh my gosh, like he just opened up. Like he, yeah. like yeah. there's so your much words, more going yeah, on. Your words were like, we just had a breakthrough. Yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah. And I'm, yeah. And I'm pretty sure my text messages to you that prior to that were. We're losing you know, our, we're, the we're, wheels have fallen yeah, off. The like, wheels have fallen off. <laughs> like don't come home. <laughs> like it's bad. <laughs> you know? Um, uh, yeah. And, but you know, it ended up being this beautiful conversation that he and I wrestled through and it happened because we had a conversation about it and he had space to voice some things. Yeah. And it, it took us from like, okay, it's not about the what, ha like what happened, the stealing, right? Like, you know, not good, obviously, but we took it past the what and asked, you asked the why. To get down into the why. Which was like you unearthed this root of like things that you and I struggle with today. Sure. You know, fear. Absolutely. Scarcity. Um, temptation. Yeah. I mean, these yeah. are all huge, like high level um, lessons that we're we're still working on as adults. And so it's just, um, yeah, just kind of crazy that like here we are with a six year old, well, you know, kind of and on the cusp of these big kids, and we these conversations. We need to start having these conversations, and they're capable of understanding. Yeah, and there, there's um, more going on in their head than and I. And so, and it took it when we were talking about what we were going to talk about on this podcast, it made me think of, and I thought, I feel like this is like a really pretty bow to put on this. Um, our pastor did a sermon a few weeks ago about Christmas. And a lot of people, when, you know, they talk about Christmas, it's, you know, they focus on the what, well, what is Christmas about? And they go into, well, it's the birth of Jesus and we're celebrating the birth of Jesus. But our pastor took it past that and said, it's not, it, it, yes to the what, but let's go deeper. It's about the why. Why was Jesus sent to be the light in the world? Mm -hmm. And so, like, to, I don't know, it was, it was just really beautiful to have that visual of, you know, you're right. Jesus, what, he was sent to be the light, the light of the world. And, like, that's why... You know, that's our purpose, I believe, mm -hmm. is to be the light in the world. And we want that for our kids. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's not about addressing the what in their day-to-day, -day, but the why. Yeah. And having those conversations with them um, to help them go deeper and for it to help us go deeper and understand them a little bit better. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And, and I think that moving forward, it's just given us the the you know know how the wisdom to ask more why questions with them yeah you know to rather than just the correct the behavior rather than just police the the behavior whatever it is it's to ask like why is 
she feeling that? Yeah, way? where is this coming where from? Where is that coming from? Right. And like and actually to to connect, you know, um on a deeper level with them and just ask, you know, like they have big feelings and it doesn't stop at just anger and frustration or fear or you know being sad when you get hurt or whatever doesn't just stop there it's so much there's so much more going on in that little head i mean they they feel the same emotions we feel they're just in different different capacities for different reasons you know um you know dax was coveting you know his buddy's toy you know and how how simple it is for for us as grown adults to be driving down the street and see somebody with a nice new ride or or whatever you know the pretty family at church or you know whatever the thing is that you compare and you're like man like mine doesn't look like that or yeah. i want that or the nice the guy with a nice job or or big career yeah. or all the things that we struggle with and so um yeah and and honestly like asking why is something that feels like is surfacing up in my journey uh air season this last couple months and going into next season and even for us in our marriage is like you know um asking like why are we feeling the way we we're feeling um to go deeper past like okay i'm i'm gonna acknowledge and recognize the feeling of being frustrated or this or that or i'm stressed in this moment but then pausing and go like well like why what is making me stressed is it all these other factors or you know all this that the other and then how is that even deeper like asking why again like why am i feeling stressed from those things Mm -hmm. and kind of continue to take it a level deeper if that makes any sense Mm -hmm. so if you've hung with us this long thanks (laughs) thanks again we don't have it figured out but we feel like this one was a win in our house (laughs) yeah it was a it was a fun story it was a fun story to share one to learn about our son and to um we felt like it was worth sharing. So, yeah. So, yeah. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode. We'll double check the uh, the name of that book and we'll drop that into the um, show notes. And so, uh, yeah. Any parting words? No. No. Thanks cool. for hanging with us this long. Hopefully, we made you laugh. <laughs> thanks, guys. <laughs>